Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome to an extra special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We are going to take a look at an anxious attachment style. Specifically, we are going to talk about four signs that you are experiencing anxious attachment. And these are going to be real world examples that you can easily point out in your own life so you can know if this is you. And what I want to say is, you know, this is on other episodes of this podcast, but everyone has their unique attachment strategies and their own attachment system. So it's on a spectrum. So if you fall into anxious attachment strategies most of the time, then you will have a predominantly anxious attachment style. And you may have 75% of the time, anxious attachment and 25% you show up secure, or it could be 25% avoidant attachment strategies and 75% anxious attachment. We've now come to realize through research and 
further study of attachment theory that you really can have different strategies. However, it's helpful to have the categories to try to identify which style you hang out in the most, which one most fits you. And of course, we also have the disorganized attachment style, also known as fearful avoidant. And this is where you're pretty much 50% anxious, 50% avoidant. And depending on what's going on and what's being triggered, you really could show up in either way. And that's one of the more painful attachment styles and is typically associated with childhood trauma. So just a little uh, little review there of attachment theory basics. And there's past episodes that go more in depth on attachment theory as a whole. But today, this episode is for those of you that are pretty familiar with attachment theory and you want to learn more specifically about an anxious attachment style. So Let's talk about it. Four signs that you're struggling with an anxious attachment style, and it's things that happen in action in a relationship. The first one is when you're in a really happy moment and you're feeling connection with your partner, and maybe they do something great. Maybe it's like a great date and they were very thoughtful, and you're in the moment, and you feel joy. With an anxious attachment style, you're very likely to have that joy be accompanied with a feeling of dread. So with anxious attachment, you might feel like, wow, this is so great. I'm really enjoying this person. Oh, no, what if this never happens again. So you might have that fear come up, that dread come up, and it's totally unconscious. You're not even aware that it's that you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you're out of the moment and you're no longer feeling joy. So I think that this is not talked about very much, honestly. So I wanted to make sure that I talked about it with you all. Um, I have clients talk to me about this. They'll say, yeah, you know, we had the best date night. We're out at dinner. And then all of a sudden, I have these thoughts. Oh, my gosh, I wish I wasn't enjoying myself because this is going to be so painful when this relationship ends. So it's basically anticipating the pain that's coming and waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it can be taking you out of that present moment. So it's that constant fear of abandonment that's coming up for you that is stealing your joy. It's stealing your joy of the connection in that moment. Um, I wonder how many of you can relate to that. I know that my past self intentionally wouldn't go to places that I personally really enjoyed because I was anticipating that the relationship would end and I didn't want that person to taint that place for me. So if there was a favorite coffee shop or a favorite restaurant, no way was I going to take someone that I was dating 
because I didn't want it to be ruined. And I was already anticipating that the relationship would end in a dumpster fire. So I don't know. I feel like some of you can relate to this, particularly those of you with anxious attachment. Just something for you to be aware of, to ask yourself. And then obviously in the moment, if you notice this happening, you want to be able to send yourself so much compassion, acknowledge that that's an an anxious attachment thought, and allow yourself to realign with a secure attachment style. Because guess what? You deserve to be able to be present in those moments and to receive the joy and to not go to that catastrophizing, oh, this is going to hurt so much when this relationship ends place. Okay, so that was the first sign. Uh, Brene Brown has talked about this in, in different ways. She'll use the term foreboding joy. But this is a little bit different here because we're applying it in a attachment style context. But anyways, the next sign that you may have anxious attachment, um, you are outsourcing your self-worth. What does this look like? You are really counting on the opinions of others to an extreme And you're letting the opinions of others determine how you feel about yourself. You're looking for external approval in a relationship setting. This can look like, oh, did they text me back? If they didn't, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Um, So outsourcing your self-worth. This one is all too common. And... I think it's it's important to note that sometimes we care so much and we have so much stake in what other people think about us that we pretend to not care as, at all. So we also see that, that you have some people who deep down, they really are having that anxious attachment and they really care what people think of them, but then they try to pretend that they don't care at all. Um, so this can completely destroy your sense of self and your well-being. And when you're dependent on what other people think or the environment or, oh my gosh, did they text me back? Do they like me? When you're dependent on that to determine your self-worth, that's incredibly painful. And of course, there are people in your life where their opinion matters and you actually do care what they think about you. Um, There's close people where, yeah, you want to know what they think and you value their opinion of you. But those people have earned that place in your life, right? I'm thinking about I have maybe three people that fit that (laughs) spot where I can take feedback. And even then I get to decide what sticks and what doesn't. So most of us are letting people who don't deserve that role at all, we're letting them have a say in our self-worth. And this definitely is is correlated with an anxious attachment style. So think about that. Are you outsourcing your self-worth or are you letting you be the judge of am I enough? Am I um, behaving how I should, right? 
when it comes down to it, when we're in that securely attached place, we start to realize that what matters is our opinions of ourselves. Are we in integrity? Right? Do do my behaviors and my actions align with who I am and my identity? And we start to realize that that truly is the most important thing. Do I like me? Do I have a high opinion of me and how I show up in the world, right? That's actually what matters. Um, so yeah, outsourcing your self-worth, definitely with anxious attachment, you're looking for other people to tell you that you're enough and you're good enough and you're worthy and that you won't be abandoned, right? And you're constantly associating abandonment, rejection with having something to do with your worthiness when it absolutely does not. Okay. So that was number two, outsourcing your self-worth. Number three, sign that you have anxious attachment strategies. Um, Number three is all about your belief systems, all about the beliefs you're having, the thoughts that you're having. And you may experience anxious attachment if you constantly worry about people leaving you or people going out of your life. You may notice that you have a hard time saying goodbye. This can also come from trauma and loss, but uh, you may have a hard time saying goodbye to friends even, family, and there's this fear that relationships will end and maybe they'll end suddenly and they'll end with no explanation. And this this comes from that unavailable relationship experience that you had early on in life and that feeling of, gosh, no matter what I do, this person is going to be unavailable or they're going to neglect me or the relationship's going to end. So I need to be on guard for that, right? And your nervous system is hyper, hyper tuned in. You're likely very intuitive. You're likely very uh, aware of what other people are feeling, thinking, what other people need, because you developed the skills of an HSP, a highly sensitive person, in order to survive in a parental relationship or sometimes can be romantic if it's developing later on in life. But in order to get those relational needs met, you had to develop that skill set and you became really good at it. So interesting, right? That, I mean, you think about these skills that we have, and of course they serve us so well. Being a highly sensitive person, uh, as my myself, as I am, so powerful in so many things that I do. And it's something that you have to be incredibly aware of in your romantic relationships and how you're using it, right? So those beliefs, that fear, that hypervigilance, being totally tuned into people, they're in the back of your mind, whether it's conscious or unconscious, there's this fear that you'll be abandoned or that the relationship will end suddenly, right? Um, and I, I want to just acknowledge that it's really important to acknowledge 
I want to just acknowledge that it's really important to acknowledge. I'm trying to think about how to best say this. Here, here's what I know. It can be really easy to try to avoid that pain because it's connected to so many things in our past when we were let down or we were abandoned or we lost somebody suddenly. So a lot of us will just try to ignore that we have that pain. We'll try to find ways around it, such as being hypervigilant, being a quote unquote good partner, good friend, a good daughter, right? Being the best that we can. Um, And we think that that's going to prevent it from happening. But you have to do yourself the favor of working through that pain, of acknowledging that pain, of sending yourself so much love and compassion and being able to say that, of course, I learned these behaviors. Of course, I learned this anxious attachment as a way to deal with this pain. And now I'm going to intentionally choose a different way of being, right? So really important to not ignore the root of these things. And obviously, this is why I built the Empowered, Secure, Loved Relationship Program, because I know this work is so hard to do on your own. And I know people need a structure. And I want to help people work through things and move past them and not have to dwell in it for years. Um, so so anyways, I understand, you know, I'm telling you to do something that's really hard. And yeah, you'll need some help to do it probably. Pretty impossible to do it on your own. Um, I'm just going on and on about point number three, but belief systems, ways of being, right? You are operating with a relationship template that is based on fear of loss with anxious attachment. And it's exhausting, causes a lot of chaos, takes up a lot of time and space in your life. When I think about operating in that way, I realize how much energy went into the relationship part of my life. And it was energy that really needed to go other places. But I was so hypervigilant, so afraid of loss, that majority of my energy was going to, honestly, friendships, romantic relationships, um, even family relationships, and just that fear of how do I maintain this? How do I show I'm good enough? What am I doing wrong? Right? Anxious attachment. So, just some things for you to think about there with your belief system, your ways of being, where your energy is going. I want to move on to the final sign that you may have an anxious attachment style. And this is interesting. So with anxious attachment, one sign can be that in a breakup, you are going to remember the good times. So as you go through a breakup, the lens that you have for the relationship may be entirely focused on the things that were good. So with an anxious attachment style, you're going through the breakup. What's going to happen is your brain is saying, wow, I'm so fearful about this never happening for me again. I'm worried that I'm not going to attract a great relationship. And then your brain says, okay, let's just go to the past 
It's the scarcity mindset that can be associated with anxious attachment. And it says, if I go to the past and I think about that past relationship and I only remember the good times, then I can get that relationship. And maybe then I'll feel good enough and I'll be safe. And, you know, I really need this relationship. So your brain, in a sense, with anxious attachment is filtering out the negative things, the things that were hard, the things that didn't work about the relationship. With an anxious attachment style, going through a breakup, you're so much more likely to only remember the good things. And obviously, that's not going to help you as much with your healing journey because you're not in reality. And to have great relationships, to be able to heal, you need to operate in reality. That's something that I teach women who go through the ESL program. We actually do this thing called reality testing, and it's taken from cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, And you learn, okay, I need to be able to look at the actual data, the actual facts. And when you're going through a breakup and you're moving on from a past connection, that's going to be incredibly helpful and healing for you. And just remember, if you find yourself reminiscing on the past and your brain is only thinking of the positive things, it's likely that you might be in a scarcity place, an anxiously attached place where you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm just never going to get that relationship. I'm scared that I'm not lovable. I'm not good enough, right? And you're placing your partner on a pedestal above yourself. And your brain is just finding ways to try to get you to go back to that relationship. So very important to notice it when it's happening, to look at the reality. And the reality is always this. There were good things and there were bad things. Even in the year and a half relationship that I was in with a narcissist, Let me tell you, there were awful, awful things and there were some good things too. And part of the healing process is acknowledging all of it. It's not helpful to us to just acknowledge only the bad or to only acknowledge the good, right? We have to stay in reality. That's going to really help us heal. So I hope you liked this episode. This was quick review of four signs that you may be experiencing anxious attachment. Could some of these show up with an avoidant attachment style? Absolutely. They might have a little bit different motive or they might look a little bit different, but sure, someone with avoidant attachment could experience some of these things probably in a bit of a different way. Um, But just to review, the four things that we talked about were what if this doesn't happen again? If you're feeling that in happy moments or essentially if you're feeling dread or catastrophizing thoughts in happy moments, Brene Brown, in a more general sense, she'll call this foreboding joy. So anytime you're feeling joy, there's that fear of, oh, is this going to go away? What, what, it, what is going to happen that's going to ruin this? constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? So that was one thing we talked about. 
The second thing was outsourcing your self-worth. Are you outsourcing your self-worth? Do you care so highly about what other people think of you that you're waiting for environmental or external things to tell you what your worth is instead of you determining your worth for yourself? The third thing we talked about was your belief systems, right? Do you have this way of being where you have fear of loss, fear of abandonment that is impacting your belief systems and your behaviors in relationships? And then finally, the last thing we talked about is how you may navigate a breakup and the fact that you may focus on only the good times when going through a breakup. So I hope these were helpful. Obviously, if you do identify with these things and you're going, wow, I need to learn how to show up as the securely attached, empowered woman. I need to be able to embody secure, confident, empowered woman. Then guess what? I do have a program that helps you do that. So if you're interested in applying, we take a limited amount of applicants. Um, There should be spots open in June. I would encourage you to go apply ASAP. Obviously, we want you to enjoy dating this summer. We know things are going to open up and I want you to be able to date from that securely attached, confident place where you are investing energy in dating and into relationships, and you're actually getting a return on that investment. You're actually enjoying it, and you are able to attract that person who you're going to grow with and build a life with. So there's nothing worse than dating and feeling like it's going nowhere, and you're in, you know, situationships and on again, off again, and I have been there and I know how frustrating it is. And I know how sometimes you go, I just want to throw in the towel. I'll be the cool aunt. Forget this. I don't even want a relationship. You pretend not to want one. Deep down, you really do. So I want you to be to a place where you enjoy dating. You feel empowered. You are confident. You know you're coming from a securely attached place and you know it's just a matter of time until you bring in that great healthy relationship into your life. So you can apply to the Empowered Secure Love program. There's a link in the show notes. There's also a link in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan Coaching. Y'all, I appreciate you. Thanks for being a listener. Hard to imagine that this has happened, but I mean, we are at a million and a half listens. So we've come a long way. I appreciate this community. You all are incredible. I will talk with you soon. And you know, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Until next time. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. 
this podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.